Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. It's that time again. You love that time again. I love that time again. I'm excited. Um, we are here uh, at the uh, Producer Paul's uh, HQ, Dark Horse Digital. And uh, and uh, I love coming down here. It makes me feel so grown up and professional. I'm in the booth. I'm surrounded by foam. Um, that uh, it looks all, It's all actually coming off the walls. But um, that's all right. Stop touching it. Right. Um, I love coming down here. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, and uh, before we begin, I'm going to tell you about this. My radio show uh, for Islington Radio is out now. It's on Mixcloud. It's called The Tuned Up Time Machine. And, uh, and it's got some phenomenal music on it. You should really tune in. And, uh, and it, it's excellent. Uh, it's a dream come true. I always wanted my own radio show, and now I've got it. And so we and we cover all manner of genres, all manner of years. So do tune into that. It's on Mixcloud, as I say. Tuned up Time Machine. Get your ears on it immediately. So, back to the podcast. Here we are. Still strange times, still happening. You know, we're coming out the end, or are we going, who knows, who knows, probably best not to talk about all that and dwell on that stuff, let's focus on some positive things, um, the podcast is still going full steam ahead, you lovely listeners are still supporting it, you're all wonderful, if you keep doing that, it's, it, it makes it worthwhile, We, I, there's no point in me doing it if no one's listening, but you are listening, so thank you very much, keep spreading the word getting people to subscribe and like and, and get involved and if you want to drop me a line then please do um, you can get hold of me on Twitter and get hold of me on Instagram I am Rich Wilson um, and you can just just drop me a line if, you, or if there's something you want to talk about um, there's a particular topic you know something that we haven't discussed in, in any episodes and you, you want to find out about that then do so get involved send me a link send me a link send me a message send me a link I don't know <laughs> what am I talking about um, yeah send me a message It'd be nice to hear from you thank you to all our wonderful patrons as well for your continued support helping us keep the lights on really appreciate that it's very kind of you um, we could do a few more we could always do a few more but uh, you know if you're feeling feeling generous then chuck a few quid our way It'll be, it, it all goes back into the podcast so that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, my guest this week is uh, is Thomas Aldridge. Thomas Aldridge. Um, he he's, he plays uh, many as well as many other things. Uh, he was Ron Weasley in the, in the stage show Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Um, and yeah, for all fans of Harry Potter, this is this is a listen. You're gonna you're gonna want to listen to this. He's such a lovely dude, and it was really interesting to to find out about how he's been coping with what's been going on. You know, with the with the Rona and how that's affected you know the the, the world of theatre and and how, you know and talking about actually you know how he got into it. How he, he it's a really good chat. He's a really nice guy. Lives just around the corner from me. It turns out. So how about that? Small world, isn't it? It's a small. What's that they say? It's a small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know who told me that it sounds like an old person's thing um, but yeah he's a lovely dude lovely guy so coming up in just a sec is Thomas Aldridge one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh, it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your healthcare that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Ah, how are you, mate? Are you all right? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I bloody, I'm in Tunbridge Wells. I, t- I came from Leon C and I bloody, I got on the wrong train. I was, well, not the wrong train, I was on the wrong platform. I was stood oh, no. on one, I was on one platform what? and the train was behind me on the other one. <laughs> oh, bollocks, and I just stood that's there. horrible. I know, and I'm like, I stood there like a lemon. I'd got, I had plenty of time. <laughs> I'd got coffee and I was all chilled and I'm oh. looking out across the tracks and I'm like, Oh, it's all right. And it, as the train that I needed rumbled away behind me. <laughs> That's all right. I do that at Fenchurch Street all the time. I sit down and then I watch the train next to me pull away. I'm like, oh, bollocks. <laughs> I've done it so many times. I'm just, I just get, I get as far as the station and then I'm like, my brain goes, yeah, you're here now. You'll be fine. And then obviously I'm not. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I just get lost in my own head sometimes. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> Definitely. You're Essex, you're an Essex lad as well, aren't you? I'm, I'm Leon C, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I'm from, um, I grew up um, Hongchurch and Upminster way. Yeah. Um, and then moved out, me and my wife moved out to Lee about 10 years ago, back yeah. when it was quite cheap to live in Leon C. <laughs> um, and we couldn't believe, like, because we, we used to come here on dates and stuff. Yeah. And uh, and I've always, I've, I've always been one of those annoying people who come out to Leon C on a Sunday, so you can't get a, a table at a pub. Or a parking um, space, yes. Or a parking space, absolutely. So um, as soon as uh, we were looking for places, we were looking around like Hornchurch and Upminster and couldn't afford anywhere. And then just had a day out to Lee, as we often did, and couldn't believe what we could get back, couldn't believe what we could get for our money. But mm. this was like 10 years ago, and now it's all skyrocketed. But but yeah. Oh, mate, so it's been nuts. There's a house, I saw a house the other day for sale down at uh, Chalkwell that way. Three million, yeah. three million. That's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> like, how unbelievable. Is, how has it got to this point? That It's crazy. <laughs> There's this one I saw in, um, I think it was like Benfleet Way, and it's an absolute mansion, and it's got like a proper cinema with full-size Superman figures as you go in. And, nice. And uh, yeah, I forget how many millions that was, but it, that was just ridiculous. Nice. I mean, it was it was grotesque. It was so, <laughs> so expensive. That's the thing, isn't it? I'd love to have, I would love, I would love to have a room in a house with cinema, with all the, oh, yeah. the figures as you go in and the movie posters yeah, and all oh, that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. It'd be stunning, wouldn't it? It'd be stunning. <laughs> I'd love that. But I was, I was checking you. Out. You've had a, you've had, you've had quite a career, mate. And yeah, you've, you've been, um, you've been around. Yeah, been in loads of I've stuff. I've been around. I've done lots of sort of bits and bobs. But I mean, like, um, like many of my my pals, you know, I've, I've also, it's not, it's not been nonstop. You know, I've had mm. lots of times of uh, being unemployed and having to do rubbish jobs in between. So it hasn't. It hasn't been all plain sailing, but no, I've been I've, I've been very lucky. Yeah, I think that's the thing in it. People, because we see, you know, we see guys, you know, actors and uh, on, on all the things, and, and you know, and you see them in you see them in enough stuff. You go, oh, they're smashing it, they're smashing it. Yeah, but you they don't realise that uh, you know a lot of it. It's all pre-recorded, so it, you know you might have had a, a flurry of work. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've got nothing going got on, nothing. and then and then you start to spiral a little bit, going, is that it? Yeah, <laughs> is, that, is that all I'm going to do? Oh, shit. Well, that's what I th- at the end of every job, I think 
that's my last job now. I will never, no one's going to re-employ me after that. <laughs> and then thankfully, thankfully they do. But <laughs> I've had gigs like that where I've walked away really? going, oh my God, that was, you know, even though the audiences, the audiences were great and all that, but for some reason I didn't feel it went well and I'm in my own head and I'm like, oh God. And then a month later or so, they go, Rich, we'll come back. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> you sure you mean me? <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is a wind up. <laughs> but how did you, when did you get started? Or did you, um, did you always want to be an actor? No, I mean, it was, it was kind of strange. I, I started a long time before I wanted to be an actor. Cause I was one of these like annoying child actors that, um, uh, just did it as a, a kind of hobby. I went mm. to like a, a, a drama club in a, in a half term when I was about 11 and loved it, like really enjoyed it. And so, um, auditioned for, um, this play, uh, a Catherine Cookson play called 15 streets at the Queen's theater in Hornchurch, which oh, is wow. where I was, I was living. And, um, and, uh, and I got it. So that was like my, my first job at, at like 11. Um, but I, uh, even then I, I wasn't like, that's what I'm going to do for a living. I just, I just really enjoyed it. And then yeah. I sort of managed to get, get myself an agent and used to pop up on like the bill and London's burning and always being like one of those little tearaways, like <laughs> yeah. starting fires or, or beating up policemen. <laughs> I think I put, I put PC Dave Quinnan in hospital for three months once in one episode. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah. I was like, every time I turned on the bill, I was like, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, even then I wasn't, I, I, I kind of wanted to be an architect Oh, and really? um, yeah, weirdly, I just, I always loved, uh, uh, well, I, I just ima- I loved imagining the kind of houses I could build, but I am the, the shittest drawer in the world. <laughs> and uh, so it wasn't until, you know, we started doing GCSE art and, and graphic design and all that, that sort of stuff. I realized there's no, I've got no chance. <laughs> and, imagine, um, imagine that if you built, if they built a house from one of your old drawings <laughs> and you got, they've even done the curly smoke coming out of the chimney. <laughs> it's it, that's it. <laughs> Completely. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was, and then, and then just all of a sudden I kind of, I just went, Oh, um, Oh, I remember what it was. I went to see my auntie used to take me to, to see a show every year as, as a, as a birthday present in London. And uh, it was a really lovely thing to do. And uh, she was sort of, um, she, she was a real kind of cultural influence on me. Like her mute, like she used to like, just give me CDs every now and then, like, listen to that, listen to that. And so a lot of my love for music came through her. And um, she took me to see Jesus Christ Superstar one year at the Lyceum Theatre, which oh, wow. is where um, Lion King is now. And I remember sitting in the audience, I was 16. And uh, I remember just sitting there open mouth, just going, right how do i do that i, yeah, I want to do right. that and there were two actors in it one one called steve balsamo who played jesus and and a uh, uh, guy called zubin vala who it's a big rsc actor and uh yeah I, I i just became absolutely fixated with what they were doing and, and went home that night and looked through the program and where everyone trained and oh, wow, and that's yeah. when i went right okay in two years time when I can go off to drama school, I'm going to audition for these places where they've all gone. And, um, and that's what I want to do. And then it kind of took off from there really. Yeah. 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 Wow, man. It's funny that when you get, when you get bitten by the bug or yeah. like mine was like, I always wanted to be in a band and it was going to like my dad taking me to see the damned the first time when I was a kid, oh, wow. I was like 14. And I remember wow. just sitting there going, Oh my God. <laughs> this is this is it. Even just even now, when I if I if I'm lucky enough to go and see a band, uh, it, I, I stand there. Just them tuning up, getting ready, like the the, yeah. the text banging the drums and things like that. I'm like, oh, oh, magic! It is magic. Brings it all back. Yeah, I remember and seeing. I, I've always I, I remember seeing. Um, oh, there was a guy from the Good Life, Paul. I can't remember his name. He, oh, he, um, oh, what was his name? He went out with bloody. Oh my yeah. God! I've forgotten all the names. I've forgotten all the names. Paul Nicholas, not Paul Nicholas. No, no, Paul. Paul. Oh my God! Oh my God! What was his name? Because there was ah, there's Felicity Kendall. That's it. There was uh, Penelope Keith. Uh, there was Richard Briers, and then there That's was Paul. It. He went out with. He went out with bloody. The, 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 oh God! Anyway, him. Yeah. 
He was in. He was in Yes Minister as well. Him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to come up. Here we go. We got. Uh, we get uh, uh, Paul Eddington. That's it. Oh, producer Paul Eddington. Paul. Luckily, I've got producer Paul. I'm in producer Paul's studio. I mean, there's a screen that's connected to producer Paul's computer, and he pops up and goes, "It's this, you idiot." <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Thank Eddington. God for Paul. Yes, Paul thank Eddington. You. Thank you, producer Paul. Um, yeah. Uh, Paul Eddington, and I only knew him from the TV, and I got right. taken to see him in a, in a play. And this is just before he died. He he, um, he had like he said skin cancer, so he was st- okay. you could see that he was he wasn't well. Right. But it was one of the most moving pieces of theatre I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. And so I totally get what you mean when you when you, see, you go, oh my word. That's the thing when something touches you like that. Yeah. It, it stays with you. You know, you go home and it's still you know, it's still there with you and, and yeah. it, it, it does, it, it really kind of can sometimes have such a kind of profound effect on, on you when you, when something really moves you like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I totally get what you mean when you were like, yeah. I want, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, saying that, I definitely have never had that effect on anyone myself. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> but, I, but I know what you mean. I have looked at that and gone, wow, I want to do that. Yeah. I bet you have. I, I bet oh, I there's know. someone somewhere who's seen you doing a thing. They go, yeah, that's what I want to oh, do. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> and then you became, how did it, you, then you became Ron Weasley. Yeah. How did, how did you, how did you feel about that? Because that's a big old, the yeah, pair of I mean, shoes you step into. It, well, absolutely, it's terrifying, and it, I, well, it's terrifying, and, and it's weird because um, a role like that is so loved by by you know mm. uh, so, so many. I've met so many people through through Harry Potter that um, have grown up with it, and they've kind of turned to those books. They've got, been a big, huge part of their lives yeah. and, and have been almost like a comfort blanket to a lot of people. And they, you know, if they've gone through tough times, they picked up their favorite Harry Potter book and looked at it. And, and Ron is, is, is very much a, a lot of people's favorite character. So in that sense, it's terrifying trying mm. to do it justice. Um, but, um, but at the same time, there's this kind of overwhelming support that people just want you to, want you to do well and of course, kind of yeah. love you love because they love that character so much they kind of love you before you've even started so you, you know um so yeah it, it's terrifying and it's a lot of pressure but it's also you do feel this lovely kind of warmth yeah from playing it you know before you've even started so um so yeah it's it was um it was uh i was doing lay Mis at the time in the west end oh and, right um, we just had we just had our second child, so I was I I loved Lamey's. My wife was in it as well, and it was it was oh, a nice. job I'd, I'd always wanted to do. She wasn't in it at the same time as me, but um, so I was really chuffed to be in it and, and thinking, right, I'm gonna, you know, as actors, you it, it's quite rare that you're in a job that you know is gonna run. You yeah, know, and 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 Lamey's, you know, it, it had already been going for nearly thirty years when I was in it. Yeah, and um, so you're like, okay, it's a fairly safe bet that it, <laughs> it's not going to close. Yeah, <laughs> only only I could close Lamey's. You Imagine know? that. If you did. It's been going thirty years. He stepped exactly. In. He stepped in. Bang, it's gone. <laughs> um, so um, I was doing that, and I was loving it, and I was very, um, very well prepared to kind of stay in that for as long as they wanted me, really, because we, we had a young family and. And then all of a sudden, I got um, an audition through for for Cursed Child, and it was a huge hit already. Mm. Um, it had been running for about six months, so it it only sort of recently opened, and, and they were starting auditions really early for for the second cast, which I think was quite because it had been such a huge uh, hit, you know, critically yeah. and, and awards wise. You know, they won more awards than any oh, wow. West End production of all, all time. And um, so I think they were really worried about that, that, not worried, but they really wanted to make sure that the second cast picked up that baton. And mm. so they started auditioning really early and I, I got an audition and, and uh, yeah, had a few rounds of auditions for that, which were, which were lovely and, and scary. And, and, uh, and then, yeah, yeah. I got the phone call saying I got it and could, couldn't believe it and, and uh, came out of Lamey's and, and straight into wow. into uh, Cursed Child, which was, oh, um, yeah, it was amazing. It was great. And it, I think it'll always be, it'll always be probably the the biggest thing I will ever be part of, I think, you know. Yeah, it's, right. it's probably, uh, you know, one of, if not the biggest franchise in the 
in the world you know that oh yeah yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, so to be part of it, it's just yeah it's incredible i tell you what and it's funny what you said it's like you know you're you're nervous about taking it on you want to do the part justice but yeah. it, I, it, they haven't given you the part as a favor you know they've no. they know that you're going to do the business that's why they've they've put you through such a rigorous uh yeah you know, that's why it's a rigorous process yeah yeah you know and um you know and uh, but i was saying that the first the first year i was i was convinced i was uh <laughs> i was not going to get kept on oh really because um, your contract you go through um you know you do year-long contracts in in big west end shows and um i was convinced when the contracts came about for the second year i was like nah, they won't ask me back oh, and um <laughs> i still had that in my head but that's my own my own insecurities i suppose but yeah. thankfully they you know they've they've been happy with what i've done and and um yeah and i've loved every minute of it it's been brilliant oh it's fantastic mate i tell you i can relate slightly one of my when i got into comedy the what yeah. i wanted to do was play the comedy store it was like that was the thing that was the amazing get to the comedy store yeah, you know, because it's so it's such a it's such a legendary place. It's iconic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I remember doing it. I, might, I don't remember if it was the second or third weekend that they got me doing it. And it was on a Thursday night, and I went out and I did this, that, and the other. And I I I, I was nervous because it was the comedy store. And yeah. Simon Mason, one of the Simons that runs it, he came backstage while I while the first act was on, and, he, and like I've just said to you, he went, Rich, listen, you're not here as a favour. We're not doing you a favour. We're booking you because you know we know you can do it. So stop Lovely. fucking about. <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> and it, it, I get it. That insecurity just niggles at you, doesn't it? And even oh, though big time, you know, and it and it, it I don't know, you know. It, it 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 goes away a little bit, but it's every there's that little voice in the back of your head. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think a certain amount of it's healthy. You know, mm. you know. I'm sure. I'm sure you've come across people who think who think they're the absolute bee's knees and and have none of those insecurities. And a lot of the time, they're not necessarily the people that that you have an awful lot of respect for you know mm, psychopaths uh, <laughs> psychopaths for example yeah absolutely Absolute psychopaths um, <laughs> whoever, whoever has that that level of self-belief you go ah, something's up <laughs> absolutely absolutely but i think it's it's uh, i think it's what makes you always kind of strive to be better and to keep working hard is yeah. is that uh, that insecurity obviously within a healthy measure of it is, is a good thing and sometimes it can be a bit debilitating but I think to have a certain degree of it kind of drives you forward and, and can be the making of you I suppose but um, oh, but that's brilliant playing the comedy I remember yeah. I, playing the comedy store is amazing that's I remember going there and, and just just being there in the audience you kind of think oh this is really special like yeah, you know the pe people that have played here and, and oh man but it yeah. must be such a big pressure because as an audience, you go to the comedy store and you just expect to be, you're like, this is going to be a good night because yes. it's a comedy store. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's it, God, yeah. That, that pressure must oh, be, man. you know, the audience, the expectation of the audience. Yeah. Come on, make make us laugh. Well, yeah. That's terrifying. Well, it's like you, you know, every night you've got to go out there and, you know, you're on the West End in a massive production. Every yeah. night has got to be, like, you can't have a bad day at the office. No. <laughs> every every night you've got to go out there and absolutely smash it. And it, yeah. and it says, Yeah, with the comedy store, they don't like they don't you don't say the word headliner. There isn't any you don't go, Oh, this is your headliner. Everybody yeah. that's on can go anywhere on the bill. And so yeah. that's the caliber you're working with. And yeah, it, yeah. and yeah, it's yeah, you take a step back, you go, Fucking hell. <laughs> how, did I, <laughs> how did I get to that? Um but yeah, Brilliant. you know, with you with this I mean, how are you finding it at the minute now, you know, because at the moment everything's shut yeah. down and how are you finding? Yeah. How are you finding it? Oh, it's been it's been tough, and and, and I go through stages really because I I've been I've been a bit of I've got quite angry about it all mm. um, uh, quite a lot and become a bit of a moaner. Oh, right. um, and so I kind of have to I, I keep reminding myself or 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 get reminded, you know, that there there are people that are so worse off, mm. and you know, and it. Uh, I'm I'm purely talking, you know, industry and financial wise here. You know, obviously, yeah. it's it's awful for anyone who's suffered health wise from all of this. But it's um it's absolutely kind of crippled our industry. And um, you know, the theatres, our show shut down a week before lockdown. Wow. And um, so so kind of beginning of March that mm. was. And none of us like I didn't I didn't even tidy up. The, the mugs in my room, like, oh, really? I, I was yeah. like, ah, we'll, we'll be, you know, a couple of weeks, we'll be back. 
and um and uh never imagined it would be anything like this and it's crazy um, isn't it yeah and and it's yeah it's been kind of heartbreaking to see not so much now you know because we're back in another lockdown but for a long while it kind of seemed like the whole country was taking steps forward and and theater was just dark you know there was no mm. nothing was happening we weren't getting any help we weren't getting any kind of expectation of when to open and it was um it was a real kind of sad time for theater and then then of course you know there were there were flickers of various productions and theater companies and and venues trying to tentatively open putting yeah. plans in place for that we uh, socially distance wise um, and then all of that was wiped out, obviously, with the with, with the lockdown. But it was um, it's tough because you have got some shows that that just can't open unless unless you can fill the audience. Yeah. You know, we've got we've got it's, it's, it's around two hundred people that make our show happen. You know, so if Bloody you can yeah. only have if you can only have a few hundred people in the audience, it's it's just not viable to yeah to open up. And and I think it was just frustrating. You know, when you see people, you you can have. 200 people sat crammed next to each other on an airplane. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they don't even have to, you know, you order a lemonade and you don't have to wear your mask. And, <laughs> yeah. and um, you know, but you, you you can't have can't have anyone in a theatre. And then there was, you know, there were times when they were trying to see ways of opening theatres which were great and, and positive, but they would use sporting events to do it. Like they had, you know, the World Snooker Final, which they always have at Crucible every year. Yeah. Which a lot of people forget is actually a theatre, you know, the Crucible right, is a yeah. theatre. And, and, you know, they were acting under much less stringent measures than we were being told we would have to reopen. You know, you had big crowds of people that, they, you know, there was sort of there was a picture of about 12 people who stood next to each other. None of them had masks on. Mm. They all stood up cheering Ronnie O'Sullivan. And, and it was just, there were, there were lots of things happening that just kind of, it just very much felt like we were being left behind really. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's not been, it's not been a, it's not been a great time for our industry. I know there's, there's so many industries that have suffered. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, for theatre, it, it seems, you know, for a long time we've been, uh, certainly, in terms of support, and yeah, I know the, the government gave out a big old, a big old package to the arts, but that had to be spread so thinly because yeah. literally every every art form, you know, e everything within the the umbrella of culture was included in that. You know, museums yeah. and um, obviously comedy venues, uh, music yeah. venues, and um, and a lot of the commercial commercial West End, you know haven't or won't see a penny of that you know yeah it's madness so, um, isn't it? yeah. yeah it's a shame isn't so, it? yeah none of it makes yeah. sense though like you were saying about the crucible yeah and uh, what was going on it like none of it makes sense like what well, no. you can do that but you can't do that exactly you know, and i think that's yeah. the i think that's what makes people so angry is it's the kind of hypocrisy of of it all as you say you know if you can do that why can't we do that and if you can do that Mm. And yeah, I mean, you just go around in circles, don't you? But yeah. It's, um, are you able yeah, to? Not... Are you able to talk about it, like your frustrations, and you know, is it is it easy for you to? Because I know, because you know, I don't. I mean, you're a bit younger than me, but I'm not, I don't mean that patronising. But I know no, I my generation are kind of like I've said before. We don't. We you know we were always told push that shit down, you get on with it. You know that man up sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know and. It's it doesn't all you can't so like you've got it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel, um, I feel it's kind of the people closest to you that end up sort of taking the the, mm, the brunt of it. And I don't time. mean I get I don't mean I get angry with my my wife no, and kids and stuff. Not. But I, I've just got the ump a lot of yeah. a lot of the time. And then and then you know it's I kind of bottle it up and then eventually. You know, I'll say, oh, I'm just really wound up because of this and that. But it's t it's two weeks after being a bit of a knob that I'll eventually <laughs> say it. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, you say like me. And then, yeah, and then it's and then my wife's like, well, if you'd only just told me that two weeks ago, I wouldn't think you're such a dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's a tough one. I mean, um, yeah, weirdly, I mean, I, I suffer terribly with with anxiety, and weirdly, oh, really? this whole yeah, I, awful awful anxiety which has man manifested in lots of different ways over the years mm. um and uh and weirdly um 
my anxiety's kind of been all right throughout this whole period, um, which is which is really strange because a lot of mine sort of. Uh, the kind of recent way it's manifested in the last couple of years is, is in health anxiety. Like I'm, I'm convinced I'm not going to be around to watch my kids grow up and stuff like that. Oh wow! Do you, yeah, did that like, start when you had kids? Yeah, yeah. It started. Yeah, I'd, I'd never had any kind of health anxiety before I had kids, mm. um, and uh, I had various various bouts of anxiety. You know, where I'd, I'd fixate on on one thing but they would always kind of resolve themselves eventually and, yeah and the, the one thing that's kind of been crippling really that, that i haven't been able to get rid of has been this this fixation with health and and not being around and mm. and, and stuff like that and weirdly in this in this time of you know where health is such a huge thing on the agenda yeah um i i've been all right it's, it's weird isn't it the way the, the mind, mind works but, i know um, i think it's, it's so, happening to everybody maybe that yeah I, maybe, maybe that's it yeah we're all yeah completely yeah. And i think that they, this, i've said this before when it all kicked off in march there was a strange i had a strange sort of zen sort of outlook to it all i was very chilled and like all right really nothing i can do about it you know yeah and i did lose a massive chunk of work and then it you know yeah. and and it yeah and it was important stuff as well stuff i've been working on for years and and then it yeah. all just got taken away and then you're and but i was i thought i'd be really depressed because normally i'm a bit miserable yeah. like walking around going, fucking <laughs> hell. but uh, no, that's just inside outside i'm all smiling like, hey fine. But inside i'm like oh, for fuck's sake. but yeah, I was strangely zen. I was like, okay, That's this is brilliant. how it is. Yeah, weird, isn't it? I don't, I don't really know. I've got so much admiration for people, you know, for for people like you, and and a lot of my friends have had that same outlook, and I've. I'm, I'm like, that's that's brilliant, you know. I, I I really wish I was able to, to think. I just got, I just started getting angry at it quite early. About eight oh, really? I started getting angry about it, and I've just got more and more frustrated ever, ever since. But I think. You know, because there there are so many positives that is well. No, I suppose they, they, there are positives that have come out of this awful period. Oh you yeah, know, for sure. A lot of and and uh, and I even while they were happening, I was able to go. This is a really lovely thing. And, yeah. and there would always be a but, and, and it was. And it, but I just wish I wasn't, you know, broke. Yeah. I, just oh, wish I, yeah. I wish we we had a bit of money so that I could enjoy this a little that's, bit more. That's the bit. I'm like, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I haven't got any money, I'd be fine. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Um, but it was it, it was always that that kind of. If it wasn't for. Um, whereas I admire people who were just able to just go, isn't this, look, let's just take this for what it is and, and appreciate it. And, um, so that's brilliant, uh, you know, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, we've all got to spend a lot more time with people that we love and, and, and perhaps, perhaps kind of resolve things that had been yeah. left unresolved because life had got in the way and all of a sudden True. there's no excuses anymore. And so yeah, there's so many, so many positive things to, to come out of it, oh, but it's, sure. um, yeah, I, I think absolutely. I'm more annoyed about this this lockdown this time. Yeah, I think I'm like, oh come on, we could have we could have been. Well, that's the other countries. You see absolutely. New Zealand and Australia, and they're all you know they're all back to normal more or less. And you're like, absolutely, yeah, we could have done that. And then I see yeah. the people online like, oh, it's all a conspiracy. You, I know, I, I don't believe. And you're like, wear your fucking mask, dickhead. Just <laughs> fucking wear it. It doesn't matter if it if you think it doesn't work or not. You're oh, not a doctor, and it's like that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? That's well, what's bothering me more this time, I think. There's you. You take there's this. Uh, I'm not going to say her name, but there's <laughs> someone at, at my at my daughter's school, and she she's convinced it's all a, a conspiracy. Ugh. She she won't she won't wear a mask, um, and she's done her research. Like of she has. you know, and uh, she said uh, she said it's all a conspiracy. It's all and um, telling me about this conspiracy, and then and then in the same sentence went, you've only got to do your research and look at. Look at all the all the big companies that are running the world and how they want to depopularize the world. And I was like, "How do you depopularize the world <laughs> with something that doesn't exist?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah what are you talking like, about? It, absolutely. And I, I get so frustrated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm with it, you on that one. Each to their own. I mean, you know, I don't want to tell people how to live their lives, but no, absolutely. This is about wearing a mask. Is about just about respect for other people even if you exactly. don't think it works just put it on absolutely absolutely yeah. you know and it's it, it, it that's the same in any walk of life you don't poo-poo people's ideas you know you don't 
you know, if someone's, uh, if someone's got, a, you know, a thing about you coming too close to them in mm. any walk of life, yeah. you don't go, you're being silly. I'm going to come right up to your nose. <laughs> you can imagine that. <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. So you, you respect people's, you know, people's opinions and people's worries and cautions. And yeah. even if you don't believe it yourself and that should go, you know, whether you're talking about COVID or not, it's yeah. It's respect, as you say, it's, it? a, yeah. it's respect. It's a matter of respect. Yeah. I think it's more, I, I've, yeah, I'm more affected. I've just, I've seen about this on the way here. I'm like, I, there's like people have asked me to do some things and I've gone, yeah, I'll do that. And then I just have, I've just forgotten to do it. Right. And yeah. then phone calls, I haven't replied, I haven't returned phone calls and I've been a bit yeah. out of touch with people. And I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, and not because I don't care about anybody. I've, yeah. I didn't realize I've, I've kind of just shut down. I'm like, yeah, I, can't I know what you mean. Because I don't want, people are going to say, how are you? And I can't say, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Because I'm not, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm not, yeah. and that's, that's, that, I didn't realise I was doing it. Sometimes it's, it's a bit exhausting, isn't it? Putting that, that kind of brave face on it. It's, yeah. You, you do it all day long and, and then, and then you're like, I can't do it on the phone as well. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it's, and it's, I'm, I'm on here on this podcast. I'm the one, I'm always going, look, reach out, talk to each other. This is how yeah, we're going to yeah. get through everything. And I'm a massive hypocrite because I'm not reaching out. I'm not. I'm shutting off. And, pe- and, it, yeah, and everyone's yeah. and everyone's like, "You're right." I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just busy. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm just busy." But I've yeah. actually just shut myself off, and that's not healthy, you know. Nah, Which is why I well, said to you, "If you've got someone you can talk to, you know, have you got? Can you, you know, you got people around you?" Yeah, I mean, I've got my my wife's my my best mate, you know. So I can always I can always speak to her. Um, and uh, but yeah, as I say, I, I tend not to, but I mm. ca- I know I can always speak to her, and and my mum as well. I'm 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 really close to my mum, and she's she's always been incredible when anything to do with uh, my kind of mental state. She's always really tuned into it. That's nice. She can kind of tell it be- before even I do sometimes. Oh really? Um, so you got a good so relationship yeah, I, with your mum? Ah, uh, cracking. It's always yeah. just been me and my, well, I say that I, I kind of had this weird. This weird, like uh, the the perfect dysfunctional family, as I, I, oh, I yeah. kind of describe it as, because my 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 dad wasn't around from a, a very young. I don't even remember living with, with me dad. Oh mate. And so my my mum and my uh, my grandparents, my two grandparents, my nana and my papa, my mum's parents. Yeah. We all we all moved in together, and uh, so my you know from oh, wow. from my earliest memory, we were this. You know this lovely kind of four four person household. Yeah, and my mum was doing this incredible job of juggling. She she, she ended up being a, a, a one of the board directors at Saatchi and Saatchi Advertising. Wow, She's a big, incredible advertising executive. Yeah. And won won awards for making these amazing adverts. She was at Saatchi's during the eighties, like when it when wow. it was like rock and roll. Peak. Yeah, absolutely. But she managed to do that whilst being this incredible mum as well. And so, and then filling in the gaps, I also had me nan who would pick me up from school and then me, me granddaddy would take me to the football. And, and uh, so I, yeah, it was, it, it was worked this brilliant out kind of, of worked out brilliantly. Yeah. But I still kind of consider it, you know, to be, you know, I'm, I'm very much a kind of a, an only child and, and me and my mum have always been, been very close because of that. So oh, that's lovely. Um, so yeah, she's always there. Yeah. That's amazing. So have you seen your dad since? Or you just don't bother. Now I, I've gone through stages of he's he's a proper Dell boy, my dad. Right, he's he's a uh, literally like a wheeler and dealer. <laughs> how, did and, how did you mum uh, meet that? Have a guy <laughs> I don't like that? Know. It's, it's quite the well, juxtaposition. That, it really is. They met at college. They were like childhood sweethearts, basically, and and ended up being together and 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 were married. You know, for quite a few years, mm. and then um he went. He kind of went off the rails, and and um he got he. He got diagnosed with MS before, just before I was born, actually. Oh, okay. And my mum says that was kind of the turning. It, it was almost like cause they didn't know an awful lot about MS back then. No. And and it was almost like he he kind of went right. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my body and live my life while I'm still able to do it. And and he definitely did that. You're right. <laughs> and he, yeah. uh, so he just sort of went off all over the world, and and um, subsequently, you know, I've had various stepmums and lots and lots of half brothers and sisters and and uh and oh, yeah i'd go busy, through yeah. stages yeah he'd been busy you know he lived in like lived in san francisco for a bit in australia for a bit in kenya for a bit Bloody and hell. then he lived in denmark for a very long time and then in between all that he'd be living in 
Liverpool or Swindon or somewhere like that. Yeah. So I'd go through stages of seeing him for a bit and then all of a sudden he'd disappear. But I was never, um, it was a weird one because I was never, uh, I always had my papa. He was like my, my father figure. Right. So it was never, you know, if I didn't, if all of a sudden he disappeared again, me, me dad, I mean. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like I was heartbroken about it. It was like, oh, okay. Suppose, yeah. And then he'd sort of turn up a couple of years later and, oh, he's back. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know. I suppose you just he get, was, yeah, he used to get used yeah, to it. Yeah, he'd get used to it. And I always had that that permanent, solid father figure and, and relationship with my granddad, that, um, with my papa. So, so yeah, I never went without. I had this amazing this amazing childhood. So, um, so yeah, but I haven't seen my dad in, in a long time now. So, um, no, yeah. mate. Don't know what's going to go on there. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but it sounds <laughs> oh, like no, it's yeah, right. it sounds like you've got a nice framework, a network of people around you. Yeah, I'm very That's, lucky. Yeah, very, very cool, lucky. man. Yeah, I like that. That's because yeah, because that could have been that could have been horrible. But, well, I think you know. it could have been more horrible if they'd stayed together. You know, I think there's an yeah, awful right. lot of families, awful lot of people who are brought up in a in a house where you know it's a very unhappy house because you've got two people that don't want to be together or yes yeah, you true. know and that, i think that's why i think it's the best best thing that that could have happened really for, for me from a selfish point of view yeah i've seen that so, before yeah. yeah there's a i was reading something years ago and i, I seem to remember that it, they were saying like you know it's not natural really for us to stay with one partner like uh, yeah. like human beings like we have our moment and then you kind of like you know you go off and then you have other moments and right yeah you know and, it, and I, might, yeah. I might say that to my wife when I get in tonight see how, <laughs> Don't see how that goes down <laughs> how, was, how was the podcast well babe take great. a seat <laughs> do you know what Rich said something really interesting <laughs> I <can> imagine that <laughs> get his unknown number ringing me <laughs> oh mate um, <laughs> I'm just saying what I read I read somewhere <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. And then yeah, you know, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like it's like the mother of my kids. Like we we get on really well. We're like you know yeah. we're like best mates. That's um, brilliant. But you know we we spent the nineties getting back together and splitting up and right. It was okay. chaos. It was chaos. But yeah, around about it's about twenty years ago we just went look this ain't working. Let's just knock this on the head yeah. and and we just made it work. And the boys. The, the, I've got two lads, and they're both. They both. They never went without a mum or a dad. We just made That's it fantastic. work. Even even at our worst times, when we were just at each other and not liking each other, we we still didn't take it out on the lads. That's so good. That, know, I, so that's, hats yeah. off to you. That's amazing. You know, because yeah. I think that there's an awful lot to be said for not sort of playing playing uh, playing you off against each other. I oh, so. see it all the time. See absolutely, the time. absolutely, and it's not it's not healthy. It's not no. good at all. And I think. Yeah, uh, that's one. That's one thing. I'll always thank my mum for. She sort of let me make my own opinions about about me, me dad, and yeah, um, you know. And she she had very much her own her. You know, she was within her own rights to sort of uh, let me know about what she thought, but yeah. she never never did. You know, waited until I'd made my own mind up. And I think there's so much to be said in that to not pass that on. Absolutely. Ha hats off to you, Rich. That's oh, brilliant. mate. It, it, it was just easy. It just happened. It was Great. like, because it's not their fault. It's, yeah, absolutely. You know, whatever's going on with us. And I've, I've, I've had this before with other, with people I know and and they were like, they're going, oh, I'm worried about what she's saying or I'm worried about what he's saying to the kids. And, and I've always yeah, said the yeah. same thing. I mean, look, like you've exactly what you've just said is that the kids will make up their own minds. Yeah, they're not absolutely. That's the thing we we underestimate our children. You know, we yeah, were yeah. we were that age once, and remember how you were and how you yeah. figured things out. And that's what happens with the kids. They kind of yeah. whatever is happening, they'll either they'll either go, oh, he's a dickhead, or no, oh, he's a bit of a legend. I know mum and yeah. dad didn't get on, but oh, he's a yeah. dick, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and it sounds like yeah, it's exactly what happened to you. Yeah. You know? No, and that's, that's and great. How old are your kids now? Your, your... So my daughter, Evie, is seven. She um, And my little boy, Arthur, is four. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. They're, um, they're yeah just, they're, they're, just getting out of that age, aren't they? The questions, a lot of questions. Oh, God, yeah, loads of questions. <laughs> and, yeah, and and all of this period as well, because there's been lots of talk, death figures and, and, and all of this. My son's yeah. kind of, it, it's, I mean, they're both, they both dealt with it so incredibly, like, mm water off a duck's back you know they're very matter of fact in the way that they talk about um covid and and you know because we haven't sort of tried it'd be very difficult not to keep them in the loop you know yeah especially when they're being kept off school but they're um but even so you know my son recently has been very you know asking about what it means when you die and 
Oh wow! You know, what? Yeah, and it's it's really tough explaining that to a to a four year old. Oh, I know. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, a lot. That's an early age to start. Oh, that, it really it? is. Yeah. Really is. And um, and then my daughter kind of waits in, and she's like, just. T- tells him it like completely matter of factly <laughs> and it's like all right evie just you know we're trying we're trying to uh you know make it a little bit light-hearted well, i like um, that she sounds very pragmatic let's just get it done let's just get it done let's get it done this is what happens arthur <laughs> <laughs> this is how it is now move on son <laughs> exactly um so yeah but no they're, they're great they're best mates they love each other to, to bits and they're the they're the first people that they want to see in the morning, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, they, whoever wakes up first will go into the other one's bedroom and we'll, we'll wake up and they'll just be playing together. It's lovely. Oh, that's smashing. Yeah. yeah, it's like my lads, they've got a good relationship. They live together at the minute. They're, I mean, they're 20, 23 and 28. Oh, brilliant. And they are, yeah, my eldest moved to Bristol and then my youngest has followed him and gone to a music college. And then, and it's brilliant. just, again, like I say, you underestimate your kids, but they're yeah. more astute than we realise, you know. Yeah. It was recently my my, my youngest was talking to, to Jade and uh, and, she, and my partner, and they were saying, yeah. and, he, and he was going, oh, you know how it is with dad. Sometimes he just needs a bit of looking after. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Do I? Went, yeah, of course you do, Dad. It? it was a nice moment. He goes, oh, That's yeah. lovely. Yeah. You Actually, know. I do, yeah. yeah right. I do, yeah, absolutely uh, right. I'm a big child. <laughs> that's lovely. I like that. And that's, that's what happened with your kids. You know, they just yeah. they just figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and it is, it is I, remember, I remember when I first thought about, I suddenly realised that mum and dad were going to be not here anymore. Yeah, yeah, at one yeah. point. I remember I'd been watching Bugsy Malone. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, it was not, not connected anyway, shape or form. <laughs> but I just remember I'd watched it. And for some reason, that that memory, that thought hit me. Yeah, I yeah. I am just breaking down going, oh, shit. Yeah. And that, when yeah, I was about yeah. 11 when that happened. So I wasn't four. Okay. So I was like four. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wish he, he was... A, uh, uh, Eleven and watching Bugsy Malone. <laughs> what? What if Mum and Dad get get cre- You know, what if they get pied? Yeah, what, that's the wrong word. That's the wrong I, word. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's what it was. I think that's what might have triggered it. Is them? It, I realised that the pies were like bullets. Yeah, yeah. Because then the you know the character wasn't in it any anymore once they'd been yeah. pied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine if that. You was, know what? Imagine that. Go on. <laughs> we did. I was talking to Bugsy Malone. We had a, the, our kids were having a like a play fight the other day, and it was getting really. Uh, it was uh, it was about six weeks ago. It was getting really feral. You know. Oh really, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and we got we got a, a upright piano in our in our front room. Oh, lovely. And uh, <laughs> I just went I went up to it to try and calm them down, and I just went. And of course, my wife got it, but they they just looked at me like an idiot. Didn't get, Beautiful. Didn't get the reference at all, but it worked in, in exactly the same style as it does in the film. Oh, they both just stopped. It was brilliant. <laughs> oh, I love that. I want a piano just to be able to do that. Just to do that. It's a great way to stop arguments. Oh, man. I love Bugsy Malone. <laughs> just do it when you and your wife are having a row. Just, it's a great way to break it up. Just halfway. Through. Yeah, well, you did this. That would be music to Jay's ears. She is. She loves musical theatre so much. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. yeah. Whenever we argue, this is one of the things we argue about is music. Because is it really? Yeah, because I'm. I mean, I love all kinds of music, but she will only listen to musical theatre or film soundtracks. Right. Like that's right. what, that's her thing, and. I'll go, I, I'll go, oh, I've just heard this, this album, it's a brilliant album. And she's like, yeah, whatever. But if I come back and go, have you heard this song from this show? That's it, lost, lost. <laughs> Are you saying, do you like a bit of musical theatre or? Yeah, I mean, I've done quite a lot a lot of musicals mm. and it's what I, I, when I went off and trained in, that was musical theatre. So, but I'm weird. I don't, I'm not, there's an awful lot of people in my, in my industry, their whole, their, you know, all of their iTunes is all musicals. Yes, and I'm not Jade. really, I'm not really, is that Jade? Yeah. Right. I'm not really that. I've got my, I've, I've obviously got Jesus Christ Superstar because that was my, my one that got me into yes. it all. And I've got a couple of others on there, but I'm not, I'm not one to sit and listen to musicals. I, I love going to see musicals. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I am a big fan of musical theatre, but I, I, I certainly wouldn't choose to sit at home and, 
and well, listen they, to them, yeah. I suppose. Well, because I, I always, growing up, I always kind of, you know, it was it, to me, it was just Amdram. You know, I wouldn't really, right, I yeah. didn't really know a lot about it because I, you know, I grew yeah. up listening to rave music and dance, you know, rock music and yeah, all yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. So, you know, I never, uh, was all, uh, you know, musical theatre was all jazz hands to me as far yeah, as because yeah. I, I, I hadn't really gone into it. Yeah. And then since being with Jay's, it's like I've now got a favourite. <laughs> like What's your favourite? Cabaret, mate. I love Cabaret. Is it really? Yeah, Brilliant. I love Cabaret. Oh, it's a cracking musical. Yeah. And even, I haven't even seen it, but Hamilton, the music to that. Yeah, Hamilton's Next fantastic. Level. Oh, it's brilliant. So I do have a newfound um, respect for it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many, so many different styles of musical. You know, you, obviously you have got that kind of jazz hand uh, <laughs> type, you know, the cheesy, cheesy musicals, but there are so many that, like, I'm a big fan of Stephen Sondheim. I don't know if you've. Yes. Uh, and just the way that he writes for. Uh, for actors really you know er everything he writes moves a story along it's not yeah. it's not okay we're going to stop now while we do a cheesy song it's <laughs> you know you you the story you know that you start you're at one place when that song starts and then by the end of that song the story has moved to another place and then yes. you just carry on and it's it's genius is that yeah it? yeah yeah so, I, I mean, totally get it man yeah lots of different it. types I tell you what though, have you, <laughs> I remember I got I got dragged to see Mamma Mia at the cinema, oh, and then, <laughs> no disrespect to anyone that's into it, and no disrespect to Abba, Abba, a great no, band, absolutely. Fucking, it, it, I mean, it just goes to show how great Meryl Streep is. She was still brilliant in that, but oh yes, the word, absolutely, Mamma Mia two is even worse. Is and it, it really? Well, there's a bit. There's a bit. Where, <laughs> Um, spoiler alert! So, um, so uh, it's the, all right. I won't watch it. No, don't, don't watch it. <laughs> don't, don't burden yourself with this. Um, there's Andy Garcia. He plays this old dude that you know he's, oh, he's sorting things out. A really cool old dude, um, yeah. and he keeps talking about his wonderful wife that, that left him, and he's heartbroken and blah, blah blah. And then later on, Cher turns up, and she's the grandmother of the main character of the granddaughter, and and then and then it. And then there's a bit, <laughs> and she's talking about this husband that she left, and you kind of, and then, and then, and, um, well, what was his name? Andy Garcia walks into the room, and Cher turns around and goes, Fernando. <laughs> and then oh, they, no. <laughs> and then they go, I into have heard the that song. Actually. It's fucking awful. <laughs> it's the way, yeah. I mean, I, I have to be careful because my, uh, my wife was in Mamma Mia, actually. Oh, yeah, no, we don't want to slag it off. And, uh, and, uh, she, so she loves it. And, um, yeah. I, I'm just not a big fan of, of, Abba, like I, I appreciate Abba and think they were incredible, but mm. I, I I'm just not a big fan of of Abba, yeah. and um, I and I'm not a big fan of musicals that just like you just said that shoehorn exactly. a song in, yeah. Like I, I like in 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 the in Mamma Mia, not not Mamma Mia two, but in I haven't seen the film, but in the stage show, there's a moment one of them says there's like a proposal, and the woman says to the man, "Will you marry me?" And he says basically says no, and she says. If you change your mind, like, oh, God, really? That's what I mean. Just crowbar this shit. Yeah, in. absolutely. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, yeah. Oh. I, have to, I have to be careful. Um, but I've I, got loads, loads of mates that are actually in that Mamma Mia, both I, Mama I, Mia I, films. Well, so uh, good luck. Do you know what? Well done. It, 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 absolutely, it, they're watchable. They're watchable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I can't. I've said this before. I, I mean, no disrespect to anyone who's doing anything. And uh, it just, you know, I like yeah. the song. I don't think there's a, I think I hear Dancing Queen at least once a week somewhere. Yeah. It, yeah. A, it's an omnipotent. <laughs> it is. A great word, Rich. Just, I know. Word of the day. <laughs> Normally there it's is, phenomenal, I keep saying, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is one song, one other song that I adore. What is it? Um, oh, gosh. That's going to, that's going to really bug me. Uh, I'll remember it by the end. That's all it's right. Was well, it an Abba song? You're talking about, yeah. It's definitely an Abba song, and it's one that I do love. Um, Super I, Trooper. We're no, going to go through them like, all now. <laughs> it's a proper ballad, and it's got a big note at the end. Oh, uh, what is it? What is that? Oh, hang on. Producer Paul is putting up all the songs. I think uh, it I might has, be. The, I, I have a dream. No. I think it might be the song that they that he wrote after they got divorced because they were they were married, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. Both was it couples. Nine Me, Nine You? 
No. no. <laughs> Producer Paul put all the songs up in front of me. I could have just okay. gone through it. Was it that one? Is it that one? Is that one? Hang That's on. the thing. Yeah, they were all married to each other, weren't they? Yeah. Like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> like Fleetwood Mac. Absolutely. They were all, um, yeah. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> where, where is it? But yeah, because we sat through the document. They did a documentary the other night. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, yeah, right. Okay. My wife's on it. So we sat and we sat and watched that. So, um, and I remember sitting and going, actually, I do love that song. The winner takes um, it all. Winner takes it all. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, That's producer one. Paul's just put it up. Well done, producer Paul. <laughs> Thanks, mate. He's Cheers. got. He, he's put into Google. He's, he's put into Google Abba, Abba songs after divorce. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the first. Love, love it. Basic. <laughs> basic that is but brilliant. It works. I did it last night. I was watching Shit's Creek, and okay. there, there's a song at the end of uh, it was episode eleven, season five, where it was, and and I yeah. literally put that into Google, and it brilliant. came up and told. I mean, that's, isn't that the beautiful thing about the internet? Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> it, it really is. Your algorithm, so definitely. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have songs coming up for weeks now. <laughs> oh no, sorry about that. You know, it's going to be they're going to be tickets for Mamma Mia. <laughs> but you sound but you sound like you're in a good place, Tom. I am, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm re- I'm really excited about getting getting back to work and I think it's um I I I'm I'm fairly confident with this with this new vaccine and and yeah. and stuff. I I don't think it's too far away. And um and we've all, you know, I really miss the guys that I worked with or work with and um you know, we've all kept in touch and mm. seen each other when we're allowed to. And um, so I can kind of, I'm, I'm getting really excited. I'm hoping sort of maybe, fingers crossed, sort of March, April time. Yeah. We might be able to get the theatres, you know. I back, think so. Back open uh, yeah. to, to, to somewhat like they used to be. I can't um, wait. I think that's yeah. what's going to happen, is it? Like you said a bit earlier, I think we'll, we'll realise what we had. Yeah. Uh, I, de- I will definitely not be taking anything for granted. It, Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I think, I think that goes, that goes for, um, uh, you know, people's opinions on think you know, people's opinions on theatre, for example. I think, I think our industry has been, has been, you know, it's taken a real hit, but I think when it reopens, it's going to explode. I think, you know, yeah. live, live theatre, live, live performances, you know, comedy, um, uh, musicals, plays, live music. I think people have really realised how much they miss it. And, oh, for sure. And uh, perhaps, you know, obviously you've got the diehard theatre fans. Um, but on top of that, I think you've also got a lot of people that didn't really know how much they loved it until, you know, until they weren't able to yeah. to go and watch stuff. And I think, I think because of that, when it does reopen, when we are able to go back, I think there's going to be an outpouring of, of demand and and love for it. And, oh, uh, for sure. I think yeah. it's actually going to be a, maybe a really exciting time. I think so. Um, and some really exciting stuff being made. You know, there's, yeah. there's a, an awful lot of creativity that's come out of this this period. And I think, um, yeah, I think there, there could be could be a really exciting time. I think so. It was funny, so, yeah. yeah, back in the when we had the last lockdown and then, you know, we because it was the summer, we were able to do gigs outdoors. And so there was yeah, a lot of, of gigs, people in cars and things like that. And even then, people people were coming in their droves because they yeah. just needed something. Absolutely. And that, you know, we need that connection, don't we? We need that. This is what I've been really lucky with this podcast. I've been able to talk to different people every week. That's great. And yeah. so, you know, I get to chat to wonderful people like you and <laughs> oh, come away you. and go, oh, yeah, I feel good now. I've had that ah. connection. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Good. You've, had, you've got to sit and listen to me moan about no. COVID. <laughs> well, this is why you, you had a new set of ears to moan to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I knew you'd be great because uh, our, our mutual friend, uh, Stanley, is great. Yes, great Stanley. He's oh, a top bloke. What a, I, do you know what? He just appeared in my life, him and his missus. And just, She's great. They're both fantastic people. They are, you know, yeah. I've never seen them. Um, I mean, obviously they're human beings. They have their down down yeah. days, but they're, they're so positive, up. though, aren't yeah. they? So positive. Yeah. We saw a lot of them because they they live in the next street to us. So you know, in the first lockdown, we spent a lot of time in our front garden, which which was another lovely thing that came out of lockdown. I don't That's know if, right, yeah. if you noticed that, but people found their front gardens again, which was like, <laughs> yeah. it felt like wartime. You know, we had a couple of deck chairs out in our front garden. That's we, it. We've never spent longer than 30 seconds in our front <laughs> garden before. 
and it was lovely. So we'd sit out there and and, uh, and Stanley and Natasha would come by and we'd have a chat on the other side of the wall. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we saw a lot of them. They're, no, they're cracking. They're they brilliant. are. But Positive you're, you're, people. You're so right about that. Like we were we were all sort of talking over the garden fence again yeah, like we lovely. used to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, another positive thing to come out of it. It's um yeah, like you all you all knew your neighbours all of a sudden. That's it. You know, yeah. So many neighbours, you know, we've been at our place, we've only been there for a couple of years, but there's so many people that we'd never even said hello to, never even kind of smiled at walking past each other on the street, and now we know everything about them. And that's yeah. lovely. It's brilliant. That's great. I, that's that thing about the thing about Leon C. It's a lovely little place. It's a proper community, yeah. isn't it? We moved a- down there, and suddenly I had all these new friends. There's the um, guys that I'm working with at the minute, SOS Clothing, and you oh, know, yeah. them lads, they're good lads. And then the people that yeah. own the, and then his Mark, his missus, they own the seamstress place on the corner in Leon. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. So there's them. And then there's Stu Whiffin, who's his hardcore listings, and there's all these people like Scroobius Pip and all that. And all of a sudden, yeah. you're like, "Fucking hell, this is yeah. this." Is, so Essex gets a bad rep, doesn't it? You know, it's a bit oi oi, but it it's does, not it does. like that, really. No, absolutely. There's, uh, yeah, there's an awful lot of um, there's a lot of creative people around where we live, isn't there? Oh, for lot. sure. Yeah, you know, artists, musicians, comedians, and um, yeah, it's, yeah. I we absolutely love it there, and it's um. Yeah, it's sometimes when you're um, like, I did the school run today, and I knew I had I was I had to come over to me mum's because me me laptop had broken. Yeah, so I was thinking, right, I got to do the school run, get get back, get in the car, and come over to me mum's. Oh, bless you! But trying to trying to get back from the school run without stopping and talking to it, and it must have been four people on my way back today. Yeah, which is lovely. I mean, it's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a pain when you're in a rush, but it's you know, it's not many places like that that have that kind of village mentality it's lovely that's exactly what it feels like isn't it it's a little yeah. village and everyone knows everybody else like yeah. You, yeah even if you don't know them now you can go oh the fella and they go oh yeah oh, yeah blah blah absolutely. blah absolutely it's a nice little place and the view is beautiful right on where the right where the Thames goes out to sea oh, it's gorgeous it's very lucky very lucky yeah. to live there it's a beautiful little place we've had a lot of friends come out from London you know obviously not in the last few weeks but but people who were just desperate to get out of London yeah and um you know we've never had so many visitors people would come out a lot of people from my show as well like you know I sat outside the crooked billet with Harry Potter oh, amazing. um and uh and then and then Draco Malfoy came out we went kayaking <laughs> um, <laughs> what a mad sentence <laughs> absolutely and then you know we had a little we had a little barbecue with Ginny Weasley and what? Yeah, was, yeah I know we've had you know most uh, most of the cast of Harry Potter have been out to Leon C since uh, wow this is a since ha- March a Harry Potter fans wet dream <laughs> And I know. Obviously, you're you're you know you're a huge fan of the of the books and the films oh absolutely and, yeah absolutely yeah um, I mean my wife is a, a, like a massive fan she sort of she was a big help actually while I was auditioning because I was reading the script because I don't know if, I don't know if you know much about Cursed Child but it's all set 19 years ahead so you, oh, it kind of right, it, okay. it basically picks up oh. from where the last book ends so in the last chapter of the last book and the last scene of the last film it skips forward 19 years to where they're they're all adults so they're they're all stood on the platform nine and three quarters and their children are about to go off to hogwarts and that's literally almost segues into our story so that's exactly where our story picks up on the platform our kids are about to go off to hogwarts and then all this all this uh uh uh, adventure prevails (laughs) and um so um so there were loads of little gaps that I was trying to fill in. And my wife was a, she's a huge Harry Potter fan. Mm. So I was like, what does this mean? And what does that mean? So, um, yeah, so, right. Yeah. My ex, my ex-wife, my lovely ex-wife is a, is a yeah. huge fan. Is huge she really? Fan. Yeah. She's a, she's a, she's a classy bird. And we, yeah, we, I wish I'd taken more notice. Cause every time like she'd put it on, I'm like, oh, what's this? this is for kids. And then I watched. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the prisoner of Azkaban. I'm like, oh my God. That's the one. Right. That's the one for me as well. Yeah. That's that's um you know I I um I read the first first two books and loved them, but I had that same 
opinion of oh these what these are lovely books for for children these yeah are, you know these are beautiful and then Azkaban came and I went I was just like whoa okay <laughs> I, I'm on fully on board now fully yeah, on board that was it and that's what's lovely about them is they kind of grow up with the readers as well you know I think if you could what a magic thing to be able to start reading Harry Potter when you're ten years old when you're actually in your first year of school oh yeah and go through and and read them as you grow up because they very much you know become the, the 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 material is is older as the children within yeah. it get older and it's you know and then by the end of it by deathly hallows it's real kind of adult themes they're dealing with and oh, that, yeah. I, I i god I, I wish i could have read harry potter as a 10 year old and grown up with it oh same to, to be that age to be that exact age where you, they were coming out and you were growing up with them what that must have been incredible yeah oh I mean, there's and there's not been anything like it. That, no, that body of work is. Oh God, Absolutely. I know. I wish I, I wish I'd had that when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I was. What did I have? I had the famous five. Famous five, Enid Blyton. Yeah, yeah. and it always <laughs> seen, even when I was a kid, I liked the program when I was a little kid. But yeah, later on, it was like, nah, it feels a bit. It was a bit too twee for me. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Harry Potter's got a bit more going on. There's a bit it more has. edge to it. You know, it there's has, a. Yeah. I like that. I like that darkness to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah. So I. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I. Yeah. Good. I mean, well done to the kids. They have got something beautiful to look forward to. You they know absolutely I mean? have. That body yeah. work's going to be there forever. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. And you're part of it now. You're part of it. Yeah. I. Yeah. And, How and, mad is that? Yeah. Just to kind of to say I was part of that of that franchise and I've, I played that role will always be. It'll always be probably the the most exciting and most proud of any job that I'll ever do. I would I would have thought. Oh mate, Tom, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. This is really lovely talking to you, great. Rich. Thank you. And where can we find you online? Are you on the on Twitter or anything like that? I'm or? on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm I'm a I'm a bit rubbish. I have no idea what my handles are, but they're pretty much just my name. I think um, <laughs> Thomas right. Aldridge. So yeah, um, but yeah, I'm on there. But um, yeah, lovely speaking to you, mate. And Thanks you, so mate. Oh, this uh, this has been an absolute dream. Thank you so much, mate. Ditto. Cheers. Ditto. Nice. All one. the very best. Take care. Insane in the membrane. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.